welcome, and welcome, 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 everybody. Welcome to Race Time Radio, all live tonight on Series X. I'm Channel 167, Canada Talks. I am Joe Chisholm, along with Joe Chisholm Jr., all live right here in the Race Time Radio studio. Uh, also live on Sirius XM, of course, racetimeradio.com. And I believe we are live on our Facebook page, but uh, if not, we are on our way to doing so. Uh, things all brand new here in the studio and uh, getting a few things hooked up and making uh, making a little difference. Let me tell you who we got coming on the show before Junior and I start yakking her up here. Uh, we're going to have the winner of the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour race out in uh, Petty International Raceway. We got the number two of Ashton Tucker going to join us. Sounds like he won it just by a fraction of an inch. And I mean a fraction of an inch. We'll talk to Austin about it. Uh, also, big winner on the weekend, Kyle Steckley, driver of the 24 at Canada's fastest half mile. Delaware Speedway went to victory lane. Kyle going to join the show tonight. Over on dirt at a Sweeken Speedway. The big O. Uh, it was the zero one sprint car of Mikey Kritschka. He made it to victory lane. Knew he was going to do that. I actually called for him last week. Uh, he didn't do her last week, but he did do her this week. So good on him. We'll hear from Mikey Kritschka on the show. Junior, another guy that you're very familiar with, went to victory lane on dirt last night at Ontario Motor Speedway, and it was DJ Kennington in that OSS debut. Uh, the OSS cars on dirt, and DJ Kennington went to victory lane in that race. We'll catch up with uh, your former boss, DJ Kennington. Yeah, looking forward to talking to him. I haven't talked to him since uh, since he was out there. He's going to be pretty tight-lipped. He's not going to say a whole lot about that win. He's not going to tell us what he learned or, or yeah. anything like that. He's going to, uh, you can pretty much guarantee, he's going to be pretty tight-lipped. He'll be celebrating. He, oh, he'll yeah. be happy that he won that race. But, uh, uh, man, by all accounts, it looked like he uh, he had a lot of fun. And, and uh, that whole Hereniac team, they had... Uh, a uh, bunch of uh, you know a bunch of equipment out on that racetrack and and uh, it looked like they uh, they had a good showing. Yeah, so it, they had uh, some fun. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, uh, pretty cool that uh, that they went out there and and got after it. And and uh, by all accounts, it sounds like it was a pretty good race. Uh, DJ led it wire to wire and and uh, uh, brought home the checkered flag. So uh, looking forward to to hearing from them and and. Uh, and selfishly, I'm going to try to pull some information out of him so that I can feed it to a ranger over there. But uh, yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's a veteran. He, he won't say much. I don't know if I believe the word he says to you tonight. Well, no, that's the uh, best part about it. He's going to tell you the the backwards, and then yeah. you just got to invert it. That's all you got to do. <laughs> Go Switch the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> we'll also hear from the bully, Bane Dwaker, the number 48 car. Finished second at Sunset Speedway to Dale Shaw, actually, last night. Uh, but the stuff we're going to be talking to db about on this show as he's heading for the iwk 250 and uh just two weeks time he will be out on canada's east coast at uh what i always coin uh canada's ultimate short track race the iwk 250 so we'll catch up with bake and uh see what he's thinking about that and in the final hour of the show junior a good friend of uh, race time radio both of ours nick muncher Got a brand new job. He is the head of marketing for Hoosier Tire, U.S., Canada, and World. 
Yeah, definitely. It's pretty cool. He uh he's been in racing a long time and and uh, you couldn't couldn't see a better fit and congratulations to him and and uh looking forward to catching up with him. You know, by by all accounts, he's got a pretty tough uh pretty tough position jumping into uh the tire world right now uh with all the shortages that are out there and and uh you know, all of those different things. Uh it'll be interesting to catch up with him. Uh you know, we've we've talked about it probably 50 times on the program here. Um you know about how you know the different tire manufacturers have had issues uh since covid you're right since the beginning of covid uh it seems like there's been uh you know kind of shortages on the rubber side and, oh yeah and uh you know he just started with the company so i don't anticipate him having you know the the magic potion as of uh as of right now but uh uh definitely will be interesting to uh to you know chat with him and and see what the supply chain looks like and and you know see what we can anticipate from the hoosier side of the world i know a lot of our ontario listeners are on an american racer product on the asphalt side but the dirt guys will definitely be listening in because that's uh, uh they they really uh they really kind of own the dirt market well same uh, thing on uh, the east coast the right who's your tires on everything out there so absolutely so we will catch up with nick here tonight looking forward to it but what do you say we get to the hotline and let's welcome in that guy that went to the east coast international pro stock tour victory at petty international raceway we got him, the number two of Ashton Tucker on the hotline. What's going on, Ashton? And I haven't talked to you in a little while. Welcome back to Victory Lane. Yeah, no, thanks. Glad to be back on here. It was nice to get back in the Victory Lane last night. Yeah, I would say, you know, I was uh, watching on Twitter, followed along on Twitter, and uh, Timmy posted a picture. The two of you guys, the number two and the 99 of Craig Slon White. I couldn't tell by the photo that he sent which guy won the race, but uh, I do know the results are official, and it was you, my friend. Uh, that was called a close race. Is that maybe the closest race you've come to finish? Yeah, that's, I'd say that's definitely the closest one I've ever been to. I don't think I've ever seen one that close, to be honest. They weren't sure who won after the race, but Craig, we led some there early, and Craig got by us, and we had a late restart and managed to get by him with, like, on the final lap, but in the last four laps. Well, you know what you're doing behind the wheel. I can guarantee you that, Ashton. You've been poking along and really making a name for yourself. Um, uh, Johnny's got to be happy with you in that car. All the guys that own that two team got to be just ecstatic that you're in it. You know, we're pretty happy. We're having pretty good results most of the time out. We run good usually everywhere, and we're happy with how our season's going. If it wasn't for a few bad weekends we'd be first or second most of them and how many tour races is this for you have you made it to all of them bud no this was our fourth one this year and i think they ran six maybe seven okay so you're short a couple not definitely not points watching is what i was maybe getting at there yeah no the points is a little too much for us at the moment maybe some year we'd like to try for the points championship but not in the carriage for this year. No, but how about the IWK 250? you got to be uh, chomping at the bit to get to that, baby. Yeah, no, we're excited to get back down there. We kind of struggle with that track, but we're doing some changes to the car there, and we're hoping to get down there to test before the 250 and see if we can improve, and we're excited to go back down there and see if we can't have a good run. Why is that, Ashton? You know, when you when you look at your driving style, it seems like you really attack the corners, and it kind of it, it kind of 
you know feels like a track where where it's kind of right up your alley is it what it what about the track is it just the finishes that in the past where you've struggled or is it a mixture of both no it's it's a lot of like i struggle there it's probably the toughest track i find i struggle at the most i okay. just i don't know if it's just because all the other tracks are a bit slower or a little bit of me a little bit of the car and we're just we're okay there but we're just off a little and we need to get some more speed for sure if we want to compete for the win and what is it that you're going to be looking for are you looking for grip off are you looking to turn better or are you looking for horsepower no we just we struggle rolling the center you gotta i feel like you gotta carry a lot of center speed down at that track and i feel like we're getting deep bad there and everywhere else i feel like we kill the center compared to everyone else but there we just can't quite get it rolling so we'll see if we can't get that fixed yeah, and and you're gonna want to get it fixed. So, uh, lots of practice you'll be doing. Uh, you're gonna put big emphasis on qualifying, my man. Yeah, oh, more or less, just make it in the show. I don't. We don't really care where we start. We we can usually come through the field. Where I'm, I find I'm patient enough to take my time and save my rigging for the end. So, don't really matter for qualifying. Just as long as we make it in the race, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Brad Silica will be saying, as long as we keep it straight, we're all set. Yeah, yeah. Keep her in one piece and make her in the race and see how it goes. Well, it's going to be a dynamite. I know we can't wait to get out there. It'll be our first uh, East Coast International Pro Stock Tour broadcast ever. Uh, lots for the Maritime Pro Stock Tour, but the first one for East Coast International Pro Stock. And I can tell you, Jerry and Brad are really looking forward to getting out there as much as I am. Uh, it's going to be incredible. Fans can tune in all live on racetimeradio.com all weekend long. You won't miss a thing. You won't miss practice. You won't miss nothing. We're going to have it for you uh, Friday and Saturday, all live from Riverside International Speedway. But, Ashton, great to see you back in Victory Lane, kiddo. Uh, good job. You're going to be a shoe-in at that IWK250, and I look forward to catching up with you there, buddy. Yeah, perfect. Thanks. We're hoping for a good run, and we'll see what happens. You betcha. Hey, sponsorship on that two car. Did you get any more filled out on it? Yeah, same sponsors as usual: the White Lightning and Big Camp Fabrication, JTR Mobile, and Empire Limousine. Um, there's lots of name on them, and I don't really remember them off my head, but they're all they're all a lot of help, and wouldn't be possible without them or Brad or crew and. It's a lot of work, and we try to get some wins out of it. It's a lot easier in Victory Lane because you can just look back at the car <laughs> right you when you're doing the interview. The <laughs> yeah, a lot easier when the car is sitting Well, that's good enough. But you did a good job. I know the ones uh, that are sponsoring you will be proud of the uh, proud of what you've done. You got them back in Victory Lane, and that's your job. So, uh, congratulations on that, Ashton, and thanks so much for the time tonight on Race Time. Yeah, no trouble. Thanks for having me on. It was nice to finally get on the wing column this year. Took took four too many races. Well, you hey, if there's anything I learned about you, kid, when one hits, you have a whole pile of them in your back pocket. So I think it's just many, uh, uh, one of many to come. Yeah, well, I hope you're right. We'll see how it goes, and hopefully they can pick off a few more here. Keep the shiny side up. We'll catch up with you at Riverside. Sound good? Yeah, very best. Thank you. You bet. Ashton Tucker, driver of that number two car. Junior, he is one of those young drivers that everybody has to keep their eye on. Yeah. You know, through through COVID, um, 
you know, you can't call it the COVID break because they raced full time out there in New Brunswick and, yep. and, uh, uh, but through COVID, he stacked up a pile of wins and the Big momentum time. that he had through that period, uh, was incredible. And, uh, he hasn't had that, right? So, um, you know, but it's ebbs and flows, right? You look at, uh, you look at last year, J.R. Fitzpatrick did not have a good year. Obviously, no. he had a terrible year. Yeah. Look at this year, fast forward to this year, and, and he's got, you know, everything is bouncing his way. So, um, you know, a, a guy like, like Ashton and a team like that, uh, you know, they, it seems like they've, they've had to dig a little bit to get, uh, back up to the front or, or, you know, compete for those wins again. Um, he's been up front all four of those races. You know, he's a front yeah. runner. Um, yeah. uh, you know, he's in that top five, top eight, you know, every single time. But w- when you look at it, he didn't have that dominant speed that we've seen through that COVID period. Um, and, uh, you know, now getting back to victory lane, uh, you know, expect him to go on a little bit of a run. Um, I seen a wicked clip and I was actually looking for it. Um, uh, uh uh, through that race on the weekend, mm. and it was <laughs> save of the year. Did you see Greg Proud's save? No, um, no, actually, I, I seen Greg Proud in the fence, yeah, he, with, along with yeah. Gary Elliott. Yeah. Uh, I I seen his post to try and find out what happened there. Yeah, there was, and I guess there was uh, Greg was going by Gary, which was a lap car. Yep. Gary dropped down to let him go. Yeah. And Somebody else o- made it three wide. Uh, Nagel looked yeah. down the inside and went, hey, there's a hole. So he stuck it in there. They went three wide, and you cannot do that at Petty International Raceway. Yeah. And sure enough, the 29 card hard into the outside wall, same as the 36. Both those cars were damaged very badly. Yeah, for sure. Very, very. But earlier on in the race, earlier on in the day, um, he had actually got punted. I didn't know whether it was Ashton or not. It was a red car, I believe, um, in the in the video. Uh, but uh, it put him up to the outside, and he it's he kind of hung the right rear off the racetrack. If there would have been a wall down there, oh. he would have got into it. Yeah. Uh, but he, he basically drifted all the way through, I, I believe it's one and two, uh, but Take a look at it. It's on Tim's Corner. You can uh, you can view the video, um, but it, it's titled "Save of the Year?" Question mark. Um, so it uh, it is very impressive, though. And uh, obviously, the day didn't end up you know that well, and he couldn't save that one. But uh, uh, with the three wide incident, but uh, definitely a uh, uh, tough deal for that twenty nine camp, fresh off of a win the week before. Oh yeah, Greg Proud winning out at PEI at his home track. So uh, we haven't heard from Greg. We are going to trust. Me when I say uh, we will. Uh, and the other one was Craig Slonwhite had one again while we were out doing the RS1 series race out in Saskatoon. So we haven't heard from Craig either. Believe you when I uh, believe me when I say when I get out to uh, the IWK 250, I'll be cornering the 29 and the 99, and we'll uh, get some words with them. But I'm going to hit this quick first break, and when we come back. Kyle Steckley, he's going to tell us what it was like to hit Victory Lane at Delaware Speedway on Friday night on that Canada's fastest half mile. Uh, He's going to tell us all about it on the other side of the race. Stay with us. From coast to coast, coast. you're listening to Canada Talks. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parks. Order today. Race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels. 
the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca and by Mr. Transmission. Hey, Mr. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home from two wheels to four and so much more. Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track, making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your Quick Quick Fire Starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick Quick Fire Starters, no harmful chemicals, and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. After two years of silence at Riverside International Speedway, not no more. The IWK 250 Super Weekend is on July 21st through the 23rd. Everything kicks off Thursday night. July 21st with a popular tailgate party. Then on Friday night, it's the Henry's Auto Pro Sportsman 100 and Legends. Then on Saturday, Canada's Ultimate Short Track Race, the IWK 250, July 23rd. Featuring the stars of the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour, plus a pile more from across Canada and the U.S. For camping and tickets, get to RiversideSpeedway.ca or join us live worldwide on RacetimeRadio.com. It's the IWK 250 presented by Steve Lewis. July 21st through the 23rd. Race time radio to go. Streaming live or on demand at racetimeradio.com. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Anaganish, Nova Scotia, and by Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. Celebrating 60 years at CanadianTireMotorsportPark.com. Taking you all the way to the track and back. It's Race Time Radio. Sirius XM 167. Now, here's Joe. And we are back with you live tonight on Race Time Radio. So, so glad you could tune in here tonight. Uh... I have a little little audio issue, of course, uh, doing some new stuff here tonight, so getting things all sorted out. So if it's sounding better on your end, please let us know, uh, and uh, that would be much appreciated. But we are live on Sirius XM, Channel 167 Canada Talks, and Susie Q is just getting Kyle all lined up for us on the hotline. And uh, we've got Kyle right now. As a matter of fact, Kyle Stuckley is with us. Went to Victory Lane 
Friday night at Delaware Speedway. Uh, he's been chomping at the bit right there, uh, and he finally made it into victory lane on Friday night. Congratulations, Kyle. Way to go, buddy. Thanks, Joe. Yeah, it was a good night to finally get into victory lane at Delaware Speedway. Oh, man, you run against uh, a bunch of real tough characters, really. Uh, when you look at Delaware Speedway, uh, the 03 car is uh, incredibly tough, and the 52 car is always out there, Sheridan, and... Uh, like, there's a lot of really good cars uh, that you're out there with on Friday night. I uh, got to feel good to hit victory lane. What was the difference this Friday night, Kyle? Uh, you know, we just had a really good car. We had a lot of runner-up finishes, third-place finishes there at Delaware. So, you know, we just had a good car, and the restart seemed to work out for us well. It's, uh, with the new asphalt, it's definitely a lot different than last year, and uh, lane choice is really important. So, Everything seemed to just go smoothly, and we were able to pick up the win. Kyle, it seems uh, it seems like a, a, a million times different, like you said. Um, the the way that the restarts play out at Delaware Speedway um, are just incredible now. I think some of the most exciting restarts um, has always happened at Delaware Speedway, but now it takes it to a whole new level with that outer lane having grip and as well uh, with the the inner lane still becoming dominant once the race goes on, um, it, it has been really incredible to watch uh, the weekly series at Delaware Speedway kind of grow throughout the season as well. Um, what do you attribute all of that to? Is it is it the repave? Is it the the rule book? Is it a combination of everything? Uh, what what do you attribute the the weekly success uh, on the late model program to at Delaware Speedway right now? I think a lot of it does have to do with the repave. You know, they made a lot of improvements to the track. It became really, really racy, and there's just a lot of great guys there, a lot of good competition, and the the field there is great. So when guys see that, they they start coming out and wanting to race with everyone. So it just keeps growing and growing, and they've got a great thing going there with the, the rules. And, uh, yeah, it's working out great. It's been a ton of fun racing there, and uh, just going to keep plugging along and seeing if we can get a couple more wins. So, no Flamborough for you on Saturday night, or did you make the trip to Flamborough? No, we were just too busy with everything. You know, we we're thinking about heading up to Flamborough, but didn't want to get, have anything happen to the car, and just trying to play it smart. And, you know, we were really busy with Delaware, Pinty's series cars, and then obviously the APC series, so... We didn't make the trip up to Flamborough on Saturday. Yeah, lots going on in the Steckley Motorsports shop, I can well imagine. Uh, dear old dad will be keeping you hopping. Oh, yeah, it's definitely busy out there at the shop working all the time, whether it's on my cars or one of the Pinty's cars, but we're constantly working trying to make our cars faster and, you know, have the most success we can. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, so next Saturday night, you will be at Flamborough Speedway, right? The CAPC Series next uh, next Saturday night. Yep, we'll be at Flamborough Speedway again. I'm really excited to get back there. We had a runner-up finish to JR there in, uh, back in June, so I'm looking to get back there at my home track, and hopefully we can pick up a win in the APC Series and keep this momentum rolling. So does that mean that the late models are off the schedule Friday night at Delaware, or do you, in fact, have to do double duty next next weekend? No, we're doing double duty, so hopefully everything goes smooth. We don't tear up a car on Friday night. We have two good nights of racing back-to-back. 
Absolutely. Well, you're going to have to get on dear old dad and say, bud, I need two cars just He's in case. There's two. I, I have two cars actually this year just in case something would happen. So just a little reassurance that oh, I got we'll it. always be good. One's, well, yep. if, if you look at it, one's a Camaro body, one's like the, the new yes. generation, and then the other one is the, the older style five-star body, right? Right, Kyle? Yeah, yep, correct. Now, do you have a favorite between the two of them? Well, we've had a little more success with our our newer style body car that we ran all last year just because we've had it longer and we won with it last night. We're just trying to get the new car dialed into how we like it. It's getting better each week. We had another second place at Delaware with it. So I think it's good. We've, we've made a lot of improvements, too. We kind of struggled at the start of the year, but we're getting there, and I think think our win with that car is coming soon. You know, it's it's crazy, Kyle, because you're you are uh, are you run, running for rookie points in APC? I know that you've you've won in APC and you only ran a handful of races uh, or or two races, I believe. Uh, you won in your inaugural race, right? Or was it your second race out that you won? No, I won in my inaugural race in your, at Speedway. Exactly. So uh, you know we. Uh, because you've been in victory lane, you, you don't really get thought of as a rookie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're and and the amount that you race, uh, you're getting out there a lot in in late model style cars, whether it be regular Saturday night or regular Saturday night at at, uh, at Flamborough or a regular Friday night at Delaware. You're you're in the car all the time. Um, but that jump from last year, uh, you know, jumping into your inaugural APC race and winning it. And then having a great showing at Delaware Speedway towards the end of the year, or at the end of the year, um, what has the the season been like this year? Has it been a complete whirlwind? Is there anything catching you like kind of off guard on the competition level, or has it felt relatively seamless because you guys have your program going at, at such a high rate, at, uh, you know, uh, at such a professional level? Yeah, you know, it's definitely difficult this year. We had a lot of success last year, so we're yeah looking to carry that into this year and keep winning and we've been struggling a little bit we still had some great runs but we only picked up our first win of the year last night so or friday night sorry and so we've been not necessarily struggling but we just haven't been in victory lane as much and the competition definitely is a lot higher i'm learning a ton traveling to all the different tracks with the apc series so it's definitely a huge learning curve and we just take every time at the track and learn as much as we can and get better and keep running up front and uh yeah hopefully we can keep going to victory lane here and keep racking up those wins the rest of the season well i've watched every single lap from from the spotter stand and i can tell you there's been moments where you uh have driven better than the veterans drive um there's been absolute mind-boggling moments on the racetrack that you know stuff would happen in front of you and 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 you made it through not only made it through but didn't cause the big one um and uh you've driven and and earned a tremendous amount of respect from everybody that races in in the late model series um you my friend have, have definitely been a uh, a shining light uh in in stock car racing in Ontario and uh I can't wait to see where you go from here uh, it's been a lot of fun watching you and, and uh, really looking forward to uh, to seeing what the rest of the season has in store for you, man. Yeah, I appreciate that a lot, Joe. I'm just thankful that I get to do all the racing I can and learn as much as I can. And, you know, earn the respect of the drivers. That's what it's all about at the end of the day. I'm still new to this, a rookie in the APC series. So super thankful for all my supporters in APC Auto Parts, Canusa Warehousing, Quick Quick Firestarters, 
Dave and Frank have been with me forever, so super thankful for their support. All the guys that support me on the crew, you know, I can't thank everybody enough for letting me do this and let me race so much this year. So just going to keep learning and keep going, and hopefully we can keep running good. Stay on that wave of momentum, Kyle Steckley. That would be kind of cool, and we'll save your spot right here for next Sunday night after that APC win. Sound good? Sounds great. Thanks, Joe. You betcha. Say hi to your mom and dad and uh, the rest of the crew, and uh, keep her going. Keep her going, Kyle. You're doing great. Will do. Thank you. Kyle Steckley, driver of the 24 Victory Lane at Delaware Speedway on Friday night. Junior, I think he's got the opportunity to win again Friday night and Saturday night. He has been right there, even in the APC series. been, you know, right in that top five. Yeah, definitely. He's, uh, you know, <laughs> it's funny. The past few weeks, um, or the, the past few races, the past three races, really, nobody has had anything directly for J.R. Fitzpatrick. He's had a really good car. Sheridan had something for him at Delaware Speedway. Um but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, when the dust settled, Steckley came out second, you know? Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and um, you know, when you look at, at the way that the kid drives, I, I can't say it enough. There's people that can tell when stuff is going to happen on the racetrack. Right. And that is, it's kind of like hockey, right? A, a playmaker is somebody who can tell what's going to happen on the ice heading towards the net. Right. You can tell, you know, where to put the puck. Right. A good playmaker does that. A good racer has got the anticipation to know what's going to happen in front of him. Right. right? And where you got to be. Where you have to be. Yeah. And and Steckley, like, a certain amount of it is luck. Obviously, if, if there's cars spinning in front of you and you go high or you go low, it's it's a 50 50 shot that you're going to get involved. Right. But Steckley has got the ability to see you know, things happening, position himself, whether it be to make a pass or whether it be to, to, to you know, stop a wreck from happening um, or, or whether it be, no. you know, f- putting the car in position to make that pass the next lap. And um, it takes, it, you know, a tremendous amount of time for a lot of drivers to learn those things. It's, it's easy to put a young kid in a fast race car and them go fast and, and you know, lay down fast lap times. Yeah. It is really difficult to teach a young guy how to race. Yeah. And I don't think that, that, you know, you could ask for a better racing acumen than what Kyle Steckley has. I and wish I could see Kyle Steckley get up against Ashton Tucker and Cole Butcher. You're going to. And, I, think, oh, I think you're going to. I would absolutely love that. And I'll tell you what. That, yeah. And throwing Riley Seabird into that mix. I want to yeah. see the best in Canada on the track. Man, it'd be so cool. The best in Canada in late models. Yes, yeah. yes, in late yeah. models. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that uh, you know Steckley. You're going to see some really cool things come down the pipe with Steckley. I, I, you know, there's there's two drivers that fall into that, or sorry, there's three drivers that fall into that category on the youth side of things. Yeah, and that Steckley and Trayton Lapis. Trayton I, I feel both of them are, are on the the youthful side of things. Yep. Um, Unfortunately, I'm not putting Jake Sheridan in that category because he's I, – I would class him as more of a veteran, even though he's only 19. Right. But the, the two youthful, you know, real shining Young lights, guns. Young yep. guns um, are, are those two out of Ontario. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to see what both of those, you know, kids can accomplish uh, in their career. It's going to be uh, – it's going to be really special. But, uh, 
you know, I, I've seen Steckley do some crazy things behind the wheel this year, like crazy good, yep. crazy good things behind the wheel. Um, and, uh, you know, I think the the way that he drives and the amount of respect that he's earned, um, he's going to be banging doors with the best of them, uh, you know, all the way through the season. And uh, I can't wait to see what happens. Well, we're going to get dirty next. That's what's going to happen. We're going to grab that zero one one Mikey Kritschka that went to Victory Lane at the Big O on Friday night. He's going to join us live tonight on Race Time Radio. Stay right there. We will be back. Take us away, Joey. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your quick, quick fire starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick, quick fire starters. No harmful chemicals and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick, quick fire starters. The world's best fire starter. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home from two wheels to four and so much more. Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Tonight's Race Time Radio is fueled by... AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Hear rare interviews and performances. Live concerts. Is there anybody alive out there? Celebrity guest DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey, baby, it's little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home away from home. Great to be here. E Street Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 20. No one else, only you, Mr. Never Say Die. Your eight-year-old car running like new? That's all you. And your friend, Mr. Transmission. Transmissions, that's their specialty. Over 350 different types, making Mr. Transmission Canada's undisputed transmission and technology expert. Book your free multi-check inspection at your local Mr. Transmission to keep it running smoothly. How long will your car last? As long as you want it to. Thanks to your friend. After two years of silence at Riverside International Speedway, not no more. The IWK 250 Super Weekend is on July 21st through the 23rd. Everything kicks off Thursday night, July 21st, with a popular tailgate party. Then on Friday night, it's the Henry's Auto Pro Sportsman 100 and Legends. Then on Saturday, Canada's ultimate short track race, the IWK 250, July 23rd. Featuring the stars of the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour, plus a pile more from across Canada and the U.S. For camping and tickets, get to RiversideSpeedway.ca or join us live worldwide on Racetimeradio.com. It's the IWK 250 presented by Steve Lewis. July 21st through the 23rd. 
start your engine. Welcome back to Race Time Radio. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. So, so glad you could tune in tonight, all live here on RacetimeRadio.com, as well on Facebook. And we come to you live on Sirius XM Channel 167, Canada Talks. Our next guest is uh, Mikey Kritschka. He is the driver of the 01 car, uh, the sprint car out of us weekend. Uh, I believe this is Mikey's first sprint car win uh, in like five years, thereabouts, four or five years. I remember two of them were COVID years, but uh, Mikey, welcome back to Victory Lane. I know you're on the hotline. How you doing, brother? Good, bud. Thanks. And uh, yeah, thanks. It feels good after quite some time for sure. Oh, oh man. What, what, a, what, a, what a race you ran on Friday night, brother. That was a good one. Yeah, thanks. It was, it was my kind of track. I like it slippery like that. So uh, we were fortunate enough to make the redraw and, and start on the front row. And uh, and the car was working really good pretty early, and uh, yeah, Matt got out ahead a couple laps there, and I just kind of stayed patient. I figured the, the top would wear off a bit because you figure everybody behind you, is, the majority of them is probably trying to rip up there. So uh, just was patient, and the the car came to me in the middle, really good, and uh, yeah, the caution came out at the right time, kind of swept the lap cars away, and we just ran away with the last five laps. It was awesome. Yeah, it really was. Was it a big difference, uh, Mike, between? Friday night's track and a week ago Friday night's track was it drastically different I know two weeks ago it was slicked off all the way to the top there was no cushion what was it like on Friday night uh, I was very similar very similar they were they're actually really similar the week before there was a little bit uh, more water put on and it, and it kind of just I, I don't want to even say peeled up but you get a little more rough spots and, and you could tell it, it, it had a little more of a watered start of the night and uh yeah, so, but to, between this week and the Nationals, no, it was it was very similar. Once once you get up to the top there, it becomes too far around to, even if there is a little bit of a cushion, you're just going so far around, it, it ends up not being worth it, and the risk of slipping off the end. So, uh, but yeah, it's been pretty slick, and I like it. Mikey, I've always wondered this, and I've never asked it, uh, and, and I've it's it's one of those questions where we'd have a dirt guy on, and, and after, I'd be like, oh, why didn't I ask him that? <laughs> but, yeah, so we're going to, we're, you're, you're getting thrown on the hot seat here. Um, but so uh, on, you know, when the yellow does come out w- with sprint cars or with any type of dirt car, um, how much does the track change from the cars rolling around under yellow versus like as a green flag run runs on? Does that make sense? So like under yellow, do, do they pack the track differently? Does it change you know, the, the way that the track races at all, or is it just set up like air pressure that changes like when, when you go back to green, like does the, does the surface feel drastically different when you like when the yellow is complete and and you go back to a green on a restart? Um, I don't, I wouldn't say maybe in a rare instance when the track, like early in the night when there's a heat race and the the bottom isn't quite packed in yet. Okay. And 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 we're all rolling around the bottom kind of, and you can make it a little better, but in a feature situation, no, not really. The main concern for us is is uh, basically tire temperature, and, and you want to keep them hot. You know what I mean? You hear yep. the term the tire sealing over, and under a long caution or a red, it just it takes longer to fire. And if you're in like a, you know what I mean? Certain times your car's not affected by it as much, but other nights you just you're like wow. After you just feel like you're 
you're, you're not going definitely not as good as you were before the caution. So, so it's mostly tires, and we also run bleeders. So okay. sometimes you're worried if we roll around for a long time, or if we have a 20-lap stint, the tires get hot, we push a bunch of air out, and then as we're rolling under caution, the tires start to cool down, especially towards the fall and in later months when it's like we're racing, it's like 5 degrees outside, 10 degrees. It's like those tires those tires tend to shrink really, really good, and it's like uh, and, and you're more worried about getting uh, starting with too low of a tire pressure and flat and stuff like that. Gotcha. Yeah, and yeah, and they sense. never get back to where they were, correct? Like if you run bleeders... And they come down to, uh, you know, they'll come down to the pressure you want or stay at the pressure you want. But if you go the opposite way, don't run bleeders. The tires grow. That's no good. You bring it into the pits with hot tires, let the air out. Then you can't get back to where you wanted it to go. Have you ever ran into that situation? Uh, not really. Like, we, I, I recently just started running bleeders regularly. And, uh, like, before you just kind of compensate, start a little bit lower, but... But uh, yeah, to to run the bleeders now, it's I don't know that it's it's a tough subject to talk about. But uh, just because you you don't want to give it all away, right? I guess. <laughs> yeah, 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 hundred percent. But so what else you guys got going on out there? You've been having uh, having lots of good lots of good shows and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been coming along. We've uh, got wall to wall winners tonight, and we're so happy that we got you on here, Mike. Are you back in your own equipment now? That zero one car is that yours? That's right. Yep, I'm just uh, based out of Hamilton here, and a uh, single car team, and it's all my own stuff. Yep, we've just got a bunch of good guys to help out, and and uh, just keep it at my house, and and it's my yeah, back, pretty happy to be back in my own uh, Mikey Pressure Racing right there. Yeah, that's big. That's big, isn't it? Like owning your own equipment, you're pulling a Ricky Rudd, uh, where you own the equipment, you drive the equipment, and there's uh, it feels different than you know driving somebody else's hardware. Oh, true, true. It's um, it, it definitely feels good to, to get one of your own stuff. It it, it it justifies all the all the sacrifices you make, right? So at least in our, our minds, anyway. But uh, uh, it, it's really nice, and, and especially in my own stuff. Like yeah, it was fun when I was driving for Glenn. It's, it's also got, it's just fun in a different way because you, your pride you have pride because you're winning for someone else and doing good for someone else. So it's it's the same but different. But yeah, it definitely feels good to be among stuff. So I've been fairly religiously watching here over the last three weeks. Uh, I know you got uh, what was that second and night number one. Then we went yeah. into Sprint Car Nationals. You got a top ten there. Uh, then you come back and you get a win. Mike, you got to be the guy that's you know, like I know Turners are eating it up too, but you got to be right up there with them. It's it's yep, they're doing great, man. They're 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 definitely a little knocked above still, but we're 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 in the we're in the they know we're there. You know what I mean? We're in the ballpark, and that that's all you can ask for is to be right there because everybody's not going to be totally on every night, and sometimes you get you get good, you get your setup real good, and, and it's just your night. And you know, what I mean, even at Humberstone, we were running really well and. I was confident we were reeling back in and we were going to have a good showing there the night before the Nationals. And then I had a, a part failure. And uh, and then, um, yeah, got that back together and came out, had a good Nationals, and won last week. So it's like, it's, it's been pretty crazy so far. Well, it sets the tone for what's about to come up. What all have you got coming up? Uh, being on dirt uh, and being Mikey Kritschka, I can imagine you still got like 60 races to go or something oh, crazy. Went. What do you got coming? No, I don't have. I'm just going to be in my own stuff from now for on. So uh, the, the schedule shrinks a little bit here, but I'm just going to run probably Friday nights and uh, not kind of because I, I just have the one car and I'm a ton of spares and stuff. So we're just going to 
you know, I mean, run locally in Seattle because we've been running really good at our weekend. So run those, and then we got a couple big races coming up again, and have a couple good showings there, or at least be in the show. It, it's going to be awesome. So that's just my focus for the time being. Uh, it's going to be good, Mikey. I uh, can't wait to see you back on the track. I'll be tuned in. Uh, Adam and uh, Clinton, of course, and Greg do a great job on the broadcast. Uh, you got to make it to the Speedway to get out and shake this guy's hand. Uh, and I plan on doing that at least once this year, getting down to us weekend. Uh, but it is kind of cool when you can tune in, uh, especially when I'm trying to cover off so many different things. Uh, it's kind of cool when I can uh, sit in one spot and collect all the information and then get it all ready to go for the listenership out there. But, Mikey, yeah. it was great watching it's, you, man. Yeah, I just want to say a shout-out. Thanks to GeForce TV for what they're doing. Just uh, to touch on what you said there, they have been uh, putting amazing coverage out. And for the little guys like me to go out and hunt for sponsors and, and to be able to present them with essentially a show that, that they're, they're seeing is out there and people are interested in, and there's a pretty solid following. Uh, it's been it's been awesome for us guys and just for the racing family in general. So just thanks to GeForce TV and uh, thanks again for having me on your show. And I appreciate it. You betcha, Mikey Kretschka. He's the winner. Mikey, go get him Friday night. Thanks, guys. Cheers. You Take betcha, care, Mikey Kretschka. Uh, uh, one of those guys, Junior. I've been watching him for years, uh, but kind of cool to see him back in Victory Lane. I've seen him knocking at the door a bunch. Yeah. And I kept saying, "He Kretschka's next, man. Kretschka's next." And I know last weekend I put a, uh, I don't know whether it was a post out or whether I just sent it to Clint. I said, hey, Mikey Critcher's going to win tonight. And he went, ooh, that's a bold statement. And uh, you know that Ryan was fast and uh, Corey's fast and, well, there's so many fast guys. Yeah. Uh, but I kind of thought Critcher would be the guy. And uh, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. Top 10 for him. Uh, and then Friday night, I kept my mouth shut, and, and look at this. Kritschka wins it, so that's cool. Uh, kind of cool for him. Now, yeah, I'd say there's there's a lot of really neat um, uh, personalities that come from Oshwiken. That like oh. from from well, and you, you know you can say that about every short track across North America. But when you when you look at it, there's a lot of of really unique. Uh, different different levels of involvement, different levels of of sponsorship, different levels of everything. Yeah. Um. But the playing field is so equal that they 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 all intermingle and they all race together, right? So like, there's the haves and the have-nots at at racetracks across North America. Yeah. Um. And I think that the the gap is a lot tighter on dirt because if you can drive, and it's not necessarily the equipment that takes you to the front. Um. But that being said, you still need to have a, an even playing field for everybody. Everybody's yeah. got to be on the same platform. But Ashwikin, um, you know, you think back through the years, just all the different talents that have come from that speedway. Oh, man. Um, and, and from not only from Glenn Steyer's program, but, but like just from the, the racetrack in general itself. Um, and, and you're seeing more and more of it, you know, branch out towards other divisions in, in dirt, whether it be, you know, on the national touring side or, or whether it be just, you know, in different divisions, it's, uh, it's a hotbed, it's a hotbed for the, uh, for, for growth and talent, uh, you know, cultivation, if you will. I think that, uh, you're going to see a lot more of that as, as the track continues to improve, um, as they continue to be, you know, kind of leading edge, they're yeah. the first track in Canada to go and say, all right, 
we're gonna show every every race live on TV. Yep, that's what right? Glenn did. It, and and he bought all the they're, they're the first track in. in Canada to to do that. One of the first tracks in the world to do it for free. Yep. Um. And and you know I, I look at uh, you know the different you know players that are coming through the woodwork. I've got to shine a light on on Nick Sheridan, right? He's he's a kid that that really his entire family came off of the asphalt, and you know he decided to go down the dirt path, and has really progressed through the ranks, uh, right up to now three hundred and sixty sprint cars, um, you know the top division, the top echelon of Oshawa Speedway, and uh, y- you know it just to attract a, a name like Sheridan to Oshawa. Um, is like is, is like attracting a Kritschka to Delaware Speedway, you know, or, or you know, like that that type of thing. There's a lot of history there, and 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 uh, you know, it's 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 impressive to see. Over half the names that I heard on Friday night as you're announcing driver lineups, and I might add, full fields in every class. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, over half the names, I would say, or thereabouts. Yep. I can remember hearing at Flamborough Speedway or over at Sunset or at Sauble. Um, I can remember those names, and they were guys that used to once race on asphalt. Yep. They're racing on dirt now. Yep. Now, I say that, and you would think, oh, that's a real slam to asphalt racing. It's not. It's guys that are still involved, and we still see them every now and then show up at a asphalt track. Yep. How about Jake Hooker in the yeah. 38 car? Really cool. Jake is off the dirt. He made his debut in his brand-new ProLite model at Delaware Friday night, started the race 12th, yep. finished at 6th. Yeah, great, great So effort. a great night. Great yep. night for him, really, for all intents and purposes. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, hats off to uh, to the hooker camp for sure. Familiar number 38. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do, you know, this is, this is a – if you're watching right now, Jake Hooker, I've got to wonder why you don't have a, a joker on on the 38. <laughs> on the 38. Though. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. I mean, it's it's not a hooker car without the joker. Yeah. You got to have the joker on there. Yeah, it's right? got to have the joker. I know that's yeah. Kirk, but yeah. maybe it's just a smaller joker or something. There's got to be Put a joker. Put a clown. On there. Put a clown. If you if you don't the, do a joker, the joker on the 38 was always cool. Yeah, always. But, always sorry always. to pigeonhole you like um, that, Jake. We've got to congratulate the winners at the beach. The 22 of Glenn Watson in his super late model, he went out and did it. Uh, margin of victory was like nine seconds. So he had he quite a lead. That's like uh, half a track, if not more. <laughs> yeah. uh, so the 22 of Glenn Watson wins. Joe, in the United 8 class. Mark Rudrock. The 51 of Mark Rudrock. Very won happy it. for him. I texted with him this morning. I said, hey. I see you won in a United Eight race. I was watching on Race Monitor, and uh, I think there was two or three laps left to go. And I don't know whether it was Austin Finley or Wright that was at the front. And I thought, okay, shoot, and they're going to win. I got sidetracked with something else. Didn't go back to it. And uh, sure enough, when I do go back to it, um, at, they're over on the super late model. So... I didn't know who won the United Eight, and then I seen it this morning on Facebook. It was Mark, you know, saying, "Hey, I got my first win." Yeah, it's pretty cool. First win in a long time. I shouldn't say first win, but first win in a long time. Definitely first win with that race car. Um, he went to Victory Lane. He said to me, "Right place, right time, Joe." So that's where you got to be. You got to be in the right place at the right time. Yeah, absolutely. So he yep. got the victory. Yeah, definitely, and and really. 
ultimately, at the end of the day, that's why that class was created. Yep. He he is a talented driver. Tell me it's not working. It's tell me it's not working for for Mark Rugrock to go to victory lane. It's it's I mean it's that's not a bash to Mark Rugrock at all. That's no. why the, cra- the the class was like that's why the the rule book was created the way that it was, um, or the lack thereof. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good yeah. to hear. Uh, Mark goes to victory lane. They only had like six cars again. There There'll be was more. five be, cars Friday night, it, six cars. Yep. I know. I don't know where the seven went. The seven won. Well, he's running Flambro. He finished third. Oh, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Finished third or fifth at Flambro. So he's Ty trying Cowboy. to run for points or yeah, whatever? Yeah, he's running for points. Oh, okay. Now I get it. Yep, now I get yep. it. He's running for points at, at but, Flambro Speedway. And, and then Roy Wilkie was going to run a bunch, hey. but he's in the points for the AP for the quick wick deal. And Our car count yep. was a whole lot bigger last year than what it is this year. Yeah, definitely. For United Eights. Yep. And combined force. Yep. But um, I, I, hopefully they show up. Yeah, definitely. Because they only had 32 cars total. Yeah. That's if you took every class and added them all up. Yeah. That's so many cars they had in the pits, 32. Yeah, difficult. Like, that's back to 2018 days, bye. Yeah, difficult. Yeah, that, not enough cars. No. You need more than that. Yep. And uh, I can't explain why they're not there. Because nope. you're paying the money. Yeah. Um, and hopefully, you know, that that trend continues where they pay the money, even though the car count's light, because that's definitely what's going to help carry the car count in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it did last year. It did last year. And, yep. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the difference is. I'd love to be able to tell you what the difference is in between last year and this year. It's not $2 a gallon because it was buck seventy-six this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um and there wasn't, you know, a whole pile of cars running everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, uh, well, no, this weekend they're 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 the only. Tell difference. me, tell me who was where. Well, the Lucas Oil cars, which you could run a Lucas Oil car in the deal. Yeah, um, they're running out of Oscar Sweet, or at, at OSS. Oscar was off, but they destroyed yeah. half the field at Delaware. Yeah, they that's literally true. destroyed sixteen cars there. Yeah. Um, hey, by the way, did you see the note from Tom Walters? Yes, I mentioned it. Last he, week on the program. He didn't need to write that note. Yes, he did. I don't think he did. He did. He's Tom he did. Walters. Tom Walters. It, it doesn't matter if you're Tom he Walters, Jeff Gordon, Dale Earnhardt, anybody. If you wreck half the field. That, no, he didn't plan on doing no. it. No. But if you wreck half the field, a guy needs to own up to it. Well, yeah. If he didn't do it, he would be the arch villain of the of the, the in, in, uh, Ontario racing community. It was his fault. They, they black flagged him. Sure. Yeah. Well, he didn't argue the black flag, I don't think. He didn't he didn't argue anything. He just no. he apologized to his fellow competitors. Yes. And I mean, you have to do he that. He just made a bonehead move. Like he says, I made a bonehead move. I made a mistake. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it happens. Guess yeah. what? Every guy that's in a race car that plans on trying to win a race is going to make one of those moves. And sometimes it just costs you. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it costs the whole field when you make a bonehead move. Exactly. And when it costs the whole field. Yeah. You, you best stand up, I you guess. You best stand yep. up and say, I'm sorry, guys. Because, I mean, Tom Walters has been known to be an intimidating driver. Sure He's he an has. aggressive driver. Listen, when since, I heard Amanda, he when I heard Amanda Conley's uh, interview, yep. she said it, it's probably time to say it. Yeah. And I don't know what she meant by that. It's yeah. time to say it. I don't know. We, we'd if have you're to respecting, ask her, but yeah, it, it, if it is, was if it was uh, pointed towards Tom Walters and 
how long he's been in a race car. Um, I, I don't think that was uh, that that was disrespectful, in my opinion. Yeah, and and to be honest with you, the, you're as as a racer. There's been plenty of people disrespect Tom Walters, and and it, it he knows it. Putting a helmet on, he doesn't care if people disrespect him. No, no. That being said, um, whether it was disrespectful or not, that's right. not up for me to to call out. Um, but that being said. Tom Walters did make the mistake, and he owned up to it. Sure he did. So he needs to be commended for that. And I think that, you know, anybody that is put in that situation that doesn't own up to it um, deserves the flack that they get from okay. it. Okay. I'll agree with you. He uh, should yeah. and did yep. make a post. I don't think he had to, though. He commands, uh, like, his championship, his credentials. Sure. Stand for themselves. 100%. Tom Walters is not a, a go-out-on-the-track-and-record guy. Now, that's not to say Tom Walters has never done that. No. Tom Walters has uh, had feuds with lots of guys. But yeah, absolutely. But they're individual. Yep. He didn't ever target the whole field. Ever, ever, oh, and, ever, and ever. I don't think anybody on the property thought that he did that on purpose. Like, I, I don't think that anybody did. Well, I think there I, was a few that thought he did. Well, they they didn't think that he wrecked everybody on purpose. They yeah. think that it was a boneheaded move, and that was sure. It was it was blatant. Like the tough part about the entire thing yeah. is his background and his roster of wins came from a division that is meant to be professional racing, yeah, or meant to be semi pro, yeah, late model racing, yeah, all star. They're getting paid to race. Limited late models. They're pro. They're getting paid a lot of money. Yep. And it, now they're spending a lot of money, and yeah. they're 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 making they're or they're they're being paid a decent payout. The Oscar Hot Rod Series is not professional racing. Everybody on that racetrack gets the exact same paycheck, whether yeah. you're first, first whether you're twenty fifth. Yep, yep. Two hundred dollars. Here yep. you go. Two hundred dollars. Yep. Everyone on that racetrack has got a car that is worth fifteen, eighteen, twenty, twenty five thousand dollars. That's up to them. Yes, fully up to them. Yeah. But the I got class 30, 30 is thirty seconds. The, by the, the way, the class is meant to be a gentleman's class. Yeah, if you go out there and race the the uh, vintage race at Laguna Seca or at Mossport, and you wreck half the field, you best be apologizing to everyone on that racetrack. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah, you're you're correct. Uh, we got to throw it back to Toronto. Get you up to date on news and highlights. Takes ninety seconds, and then we come back for hour two. DJ Kennington going to be with us when we come back live tonight on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks. We'll be back. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, Channel 167. Race Time Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn, Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by APX Racewear, the motorsports leader in custom crew apparel and fire suits. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro. Got a Chase Elliott. He gets turned into the outside wall. Holy cow. The thrill of the race. You just never know how it's going to play out. Insider access to the drivers. We'll roll with it. We're enjoying it. We'll, we'll collect as many trophies as we can. Alright, let's go finish this thing, baby. It's a new normal. Better figure it out. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90. Thank you, you are the man! <laughs> 
with the two Joes here on Race Time Radio on Sirius XM 167. Where Canada talks. And just like that, we are back for the second hour live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167. Uh, don't forget IWK 250 coming up in a couple of weeks. All live at Riverside International Speedway. We will have it for you on Race Time Radio, but but you do want to get to that race. Uh, it's going to be unbelievable. For the fans out in BC, don't forget RS1 is coming into Penticton Speedway, coming off the big race at Saskatchewan. Uh, you don't want to miss that. I'm telling you, Penticton, get out to the Speedway. You don't want to miss it. And our next guest is just coming off uh, his first ever dirt win. Dirt win. I believe it's his first ever, but let's ask him for ourselves. Let's welcome in driver of the 17 Castrol Edge Dodge. We got the champ, DJ Kennington. What's going on tonight there, champ? How are you? What's going on, fellas? What what are you doing out uh, jumping in a, a a rental ride or a friend ride or whatever you want to call it, and then going out and winning a dirt race? That's good for you, man. Thanks. Oh, no, it was fun. Uh, just trying to get a little bit of experience before we got to go to Trigan with the the Penny Series. And a um, good friend of mine, Sean Mangin, uh, runs the Sportsman Series there. And actually sent him a car at the start of the season here for him to run the Sportsman Series. And... Uh, he asked me if uh, him and Mike Herniak asked me basically if I wanted to drive his car and get some laps in at the Speedway there. And that's uh, the Ontario Speedway, I guess it's called now. It used to be South Buxton. And, and it, was, uh, it was a blast. Uh, um, the dirt racing is a lot different than what we're used to. And I see a lot of the drivers in the Finney's deal with uh, Tag and Tumulin and a whole bunch of them out uh, testing dirt cars and so on. So I thought we'd better get some laps in too and uh, had a lot of fun. And, the boys worked hard on that car, and uh, it was it was a great night. Uh, ended up picking up the win, but uh, more importantly, learned a whole bunch. Well, and there here is the difference, DJ. Those guys went out and tested. Testing is a whole lot different than you going out and racing. Uh, those guys wanted to beat your ass, uh, and you wanted <laughs> to beat theirs. So uh, you're under different circumstances when you're actually out in a race. Uh, what was the biggest thing? What's the biggest takeaway for you, bud? I don't like dirt. It's <laughs> 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 funny that the dirt guys, you know, they give the asphalt guys a hard time, vice versa. And I say dirt's for growing potatoes. Uh, I mean, man, oh, man, uh, it's a, just a different world. It's um, got a lot of respect for them. They, uh, It's a different situation. It's a different uh, driving style. It's... Um, yeah, it's fun. It's like you, you got to move around. You got to try to find moisture. You got to uh, try to stay out of the ruts. I mean, some of the the modifieds and so on put some pretty big ruts in there last night, and had to kind of drive around those. And uh, yeah, it was just different. Uh, I mean, by no means am I a dirt guy. Uh, I got a lot of respect for the dirt people that do it. Um, it's a whole different aspect of racing, and. Uh, had a blast doing it, that's for sure. Two things, DJ. On Facebook Live, Mike Hereniak chimed in just before you came on the air and said, I think DJ can be classed as a dirt guy now. So I know you just said that you're not a dirt guy, but, it, <laughs> you know, the car owner saying that, that's that's allowed. And then and then P2 on the list here, 
Um, I got a text message from uh, from a guy that's very close to your heart. I'll read the text message and I'll let you guess who sent it. Tell DJ if he's going to win when I'm not there, I'll just stay the hell at home. <laughs> that's got to be real. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> that's pretty good uh, guessing, DJ. That's pretty good. Those uh, uh, Ontario Sportsman Series cars uh, look like your 17 Castrol Edge Dodge, or at least they look uh, like very, very similar. But I think that's as far as I can take it, right? Like horsepower-wise, I don't think they're comparable. Um, but is the tire that you ran on, DJ, last night, is it going to be the same type of tire that you'll have on the Pindis car? Yeah, it is, actually. Uh, it's an 8-inch rather than a 10-inch. Um, they ran the 8-inch American Racers last night. We're going to be on the 10-inch Generals. Um, I think the American Racer is actually a softer tire than what we had when we did the test for NASCAR. Um, the car, basically, like Sean's car that I drove was one of my Pinty's cars. It was actually a car that I was going to use this year on the dirt. Um, and then he came here asking some advice and so on. We're long-time friends. Like, he raced back when I raced in the cast car days and he was getting back into it. He's been out of it for a lot of years, and him and his wife decided that they were going to get back into it and go racing. And so he was rebuilding an older car, and he saw this one, and we got talking about it. And I said, you know, I'd let it go if you wanted to. And I said it would be a better car than what he had. And sure enough, he bought it. And uh, then it ended up later in the year, I ended up driving it. So I, I sold him that car, so I had to prove to him that it still worked pretty good. <laughs> now, now, did the guys go back to the dirt? Did they go back there one more time? Yeah, the, their final race, I guess their championship race, is back there at uh, the same track again. So Sean took a bunch of notes, and I would imagine Sean will be driving it there, and uh, hopefully he can go out uh, and do exactly what we did. Did you tell him that he's got to plug his ears, he's got to plug his butthole, he's got to plug every orifice of his body? It was horrible. Practice, I got out of the car, I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, like, it was so dusty that, like, you couldn't even see the wall uh, when you were coming off the corner. There was only one car out there in front of me, and he was a long ways out in front of me. Like, we were spread out from this in, and I was just saying to myself, like, I, I'd, I'd hate to see when we had 12 of us out here. We wouldn't see nothing. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, they wetted the track down. They got it a lot better by future time for us, and uh, they did a really good job there at the racetrack. And, uh, like I say, it was a lot of fun, and I know Glenn and, Everybody at Oshkosh will do a great job, and it's just a different aspect. It's a 
you know, it's something different. It's, it's going to be fun. I'm sure there's going to be some big names there racing with us, and uh, uh, I'm excited to uh, get out there and have some fun. I have no idea who's going to do what. Or, I mean, the track changes every five minutes, so um, it's like whoever's going to hit it right at the right time is probably going to be the, the guy or girl standing in the victory lane. That's kind of the neat part about it, right? It is such a wild card, really. Like, it's been a long time since the Pinty Series has had such a wild card event. Um, you know, that, that, you know, really heading into it, it, I think every Pinty's race has got, you know, five to ten guys that, that can win the race. And then yep. by, by, you know, by the time you unload and do practice number one, you can narrow it down to five guys that, that can win the race. You know, like, yep. a, a, when you look at, at Oshuiken and you look at all the buzz heading into it, and then you look at the list of names from the U.S., you know, the guys coming up that are dirt specialists and and you look at you know all of the unknowns from from across the board there's guys like like wallace stacy has got millions of laps in a dirt modified and yes. and dexter stacy's got you know millions of laps in a dirt modified and then you've got guys like mark antoine who his sponsor has a a, a dirt team that is like second to none over in quebec like like there's so much dirt involvement that is pouring into the series for one specific race um i don't think that there's another more exciting energized race um in in canada in the in in a long time uh since when all those nascar stars came up to to cayuga um back in the day you know i i think when yeah. when matt yeah, kenseth yeah. and and you know all those tony guys Stewart, tony Stewart, all those, all those guys, guys came up, up. Yeah. that was a hugely popular and 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 really a big unknown because nobody really knew what was going to happen and i think that it, it's been since then to now um with the excitement level that this that this Osh weekend race is is kicking off and that was a long time ago junior yeah it was yeah a very long and time guess ago. what dj was in that one dj Kennington was in that one yep he called you old there, DJ. That's like no, that's, I, I've heard a couple of fat jokes that weren't real fat jokes, but but we could pick up on it. That was an old yeah, joke, just so you know. That was an old joke, and I, and I gotta agree with him. I've been around like wow, it's been a long time. Um, but one of the things that I'm most proud of too. I mean, uh, absolutely. It's uh, yeah, it's been a it's been a good run. Like I say, it's been amazing. Uh, my uh, sponsors and support I've had over the years, and obviously with Castro being there from day one. Um, it's just been, it's been unreal. And, uh, this dirt race is just going to be the same way. It's, uh, I don't know what to expect. I mean, I, I wasn't going to test anything. I wasn't going to do anything. And then this opportunity came up and I thought, well, I better take a chance considering it's basically the same car we run, uh, just with a, a crate engine rather than the, the Pinty's motor. Um, I mean, the crate engine, I could spin the tires all the way down straight away. So I can just imagine the crate engine, the Pinty's motor is going to be twice as bad. Um, it is going to be a wild card. I mean, like you say, there's so many people in our series. Like, you've got more miles on dirt than I've ever watched. Yeah. Um, like, you know, uh, it's going to be fun. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting. I think you're going to see guys that have uh, good car control um, are going to be the guys that are that are up front trying to, to win the race. Our cars are not built for dirt. Um, there's nothing. So, I mean, you bring in a dirt ringer, I really don't think it's that big of an advantage myself because it's not a dirt modified yeah exactly um i mean i see guys testing dirt modifieds and get used to it and i'm thinking to myself well that's great that's going to show you that it's dirt and you know the dust is going to fly but those dirt modifieds have more traction on dirt than we do on asphalt yeah 
and our finish cars are not going to have that. No. Um, I mean, it's we're going to be probably as, about the same speed as the four bangers. I think yeah. um, they're big, heavy cars that are not built for dirt. But I think it's going to put on a hell of a show because it's going to be such a, a cool race, and there's going to be so many different people that can uh, run up front. Fiberglass is going to look like dental floss out there. I think that's basically <laughs> what it's going to look like. But uh, it should be it should be a lot of fun. DJ, last question for you tonight. Um, and it's not even it's more of a statement, uh, but but I do want your feedback from it. Um, you know, it's been a few years with the black scheme. You know, uh, you know, you, you raced a handful of years with with a, a very similar looking car. Uh, you roll out this year, and uh, it's like you flipped a switch, and your entire team is branded different. It's bright. You guys, you guys look completely different. Does it feel completely different being at the track? Obviously, you've lost a lot of weight, and 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 you're looking good as well. But uh, but talk a, a bit about the 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 place where your team is at right now. Uh, it looks like you guys are, are having the times of your life out at the racetrack. Absolutely. Uh, Castro stepped up big time with the, with the new livery change. Um, I kind of, there's been a little bit of a change over there just with Rob Fifield coming in. Um, that's who I'm dealing with mainly now with, uh, my sponsorship stuff. And he's got a really good young keen eye on, uh, on what we're doing. And, uh, I mean, it looks badass to me. Um, yes, I sir. Mean, obviously, I'm partial to it, but uh, it stands out. Um, I can't hide out there because everybody knows who where I am now. For sure, <laughs> um, it's uh, the guys love it. Uh, they all look great, um, and that's you, you nailed it, Joe. The I have the best group of guys. There is zero drama. There is nothing uh, more fun than going to the racetrack with them. Uh, they've made me. I, I just I'm relaxed. Um, I'm smiling, I'm laughing at the racetrack, I'm having a good time, uh, because we go there for one thing. We go there to work, we go there to race, we go there to try to win races, and everybody on that race team is a racer. Yep. So it just makes, uh, what a group. I mean, I'm just honestly um, just very happy to be a part of it. I'm very happy that they've all wanted to come and help me. And, uh, I mean, here we were on Sunday today out at the shop. Doug Gabe was here working. Christopher Byrne was here helping me out. Uh, we were actually working on a little bit on an, uh, an Oscar hot rod, uh, helping Marty Gone out, fixing Johnny's car up for him. And um, just got a great group of people. Castrol, uh, unbelievable as usual, and it's time that I repay them. I mean, I've had a couple of years there where we didn't run very good, and I wasn't really happy. And honestly, disappointed in myself and, and the team, um, just the way we ran. We were expected to be a top-notch team. We've got a corporate sponsor and uh, a lot of people at CIM Metals and Wheelwright Transport and um, Brian Cathcart, all these people that help us. Uh, we want to do well for them. I mean, it, it's what it's all about. I mean, you know, they're the ones that are helping us pay bills, and um, we can't do it without them. So we, we owe it to them to be running up front. And, uh, very proud of our team so far. Toronto Indy coming up. Excited about that. Uh, I want to get back on the road course. I still hope it's dry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not a rain guy, but if it does rain, I'm going to be a hell of a lot more aggressive than I was at, at uh, CTMP. And uh, the West Coast swing coming up, I'm excited about that. Um, yeah, it's just uh, it's fun to be racing. I'm glad that everybody's back out enjoying uh, the racetrack. It's great seeing the fans there. Uh, had a fun time on the ABC race at Delaware. Obviously, didn't go the way we planned. Brand new car, had some stuff go wrong, but I mean, just happy to be racing. And uh, you nailed it, Joe. It's a new look. Uh, same people 
but uh, we sure are having a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, and that's you, DJ Kennington. That's what you're all about. You're all about winning, but you are all about fun. You represented the sponsors well on Saturday night when you go to Victory Lane on dirt for the very first time. Uh, I, I don't know how well Brian Cathcart takes you, though, just off the record, kind of. Uh, I'm not seeing you move over and let him by on the speedway. Uh, good old Bry guy, the one that you thank all the time. It wouldn't hurt you every now and then when you're having a stinker of a show to pull over and let that 71 go smile and wave at him on the way by. Say, thanks, brother. Hey, I tell you, he had a really good run in Newfoundland. Uh, he did. You know, he finished 12 on the lead lap, uh, did a heck of a job. He's getting his groove back. I mean, it takes a lot. These finish races are hard. There's a lot of, like, I mean, great racers. There's Indy, people that have sat in the pole in the Indy 500. Uh, there's people that have Xfinity and truck starts. And there's just some really tough-nosed racers in the series, and it makes it hard to win. And people like Brian that have supported the sport forever, he's out there driving himself again, having a blast, doing a great job. Uh, I love, I mean, I'm prepping his cars for him just because he's been so good to me over the years and helped us so much. He's helped so many people in this series get freaking vehicles to the track and supplying trucks and insurance and so on. And uh, It's people like that that keep the sport going. So um, for me to help him out a little bit is awesome. Uh, we're putting a... Uh, a fresh engine in there for him for out west, and he told me he's going to get up on the wheel and he's going to get himself a top 10, so here's hoping. Yeah, watch out. Elbows up. I can get her done, I can guarantee you. DJ, good luck on the streets of Toronto. Uh, for once, you'll be able to speed again on Lakeshore and not get a ticket this time. Uh, you'll be able to do that. And then my, my man, uh, good luck out at Edmonton International Raceway. Uh, I can tell you I just got back from Saskatoon. And Richard and Neil and all the guys out there are all pumped to see the NASCAR Penny Series roll back through town. So I kind of remember, DJ, wasn't that long ago, and you and I were on the phone after every one of these races, and you put a string of seven wins together. Uh, it can happen again, and I know I look forward to the day that it does, because I know you're working hard enough, kid. I appreciate it, guys. I can say my guys are awesome. Uh, my sponsors are even better, and uh, without them, we couldn't do it. So we're going to go out there and keep digging away at this thing and see if we can get back to the top and, at the end of this thing, be on top of the pile. You betcha. You go 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 back to it. Go get Chase. Get back out to the shop and shine up that machine and get her ready. Thanks, boys. I appreciate it. You guys have a good night. Take care, old boy. I always love hey, having buddy. DJ Kennington on this very radio show. Uh, we have a lot of fun with DJ. He is one of those crafty veterans that has been from the high banks of Daytona to now the short track, the dirt track here in Ontario. Um, uh, he's done it all, and that's kind of cool. Uh, we're going to hit this break when we come back. How about a guy that's heading for the IWK 250 at Riverside International Speedway, Canada's ultimate short track race? It's coming up on July the 23rd. 21st through the 23rd weekend, and Dwayne Baker is going to join us on the other side of the break. Stay with us. Come on, wake up. I got a little money coming my way. We got to get out of here. If you find me some cigarettes, little whiskey and me. Coast to coast, coast to coast, you're listening to Canada Talks. To Canada Talks. No one else 
Only you, Mr. Never Say Die. Your eight-year-old car running like new? That's all you. And your friend, Mr. Transmission. Transmissions, that's their specialty. Over 350 different types, making Mr. Transmission Canada's undisputed transmission and technology expert. Book your free multi-check inspection at your local Mr. Transmission to keep it running smoothly. How long will your car last? As long as you want it to. Thanks to your friend. Hey, Mr. No friend of mine. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Epic Racewear, look, feel, be epic at epicracewear.ca. Now, a flashback in Canadian music history. Here's Eric Elper. Rush holds a special place in our hearts and in the record books. They've sold more than 40 million copies around the world. They have a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and Officers of the Order of Canada. And they've released 24 gold records and 14 platinum albums, placing them fifth for the most consecutive gold or platinum studio albums by any rock band. From the high banks of Daytona, we cover it all. Ooh, that's going to be the mark. And now, back to the Joes. Hey, shake and bake, Al! Woo! Shake and bake! And here on Race Time Radio. And welcome back, everyone, to Race Time Radio. I am so, so glad you tuned in tonight. Uh, we've got a great one for you here. We're going to catch up with the number 48 from Sunset Speedway. Uh, it's Dwayne Baker. He went uh, finished second last night to Dale Shaw in a rocket, rocket fast late model show. Uh, Susan Shaw had it live on Facebook, so I cheated and I pulled it up and I watched the race. And uh, man, I'll tell you what, DB, he was fast out there. Yeah, uh, not fast enough for Shaw, yep. but he was the fastest car on the track according to the time. He needed a yellow flag and didn't get it. Yeah. Uh, but guess who is on the hotline? We have Dwayne Baker with us. What's going on tonight there, Dwayne? It's been a long time since you and I had a chat. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, it sure has. While. Hey, you did pretty good last night, second place at Sunset Speedway. Track you know real well. Yeah, yeah. We got. Uh, I've been working with Taylor for the last two or three races, and uh we did some testing and trying to get the car turned around before we go out to uh, Nova Scotia. Oh, man, I'll tell you what, that's going to be cool, Dwayne. How long have you had your eye sort of keyed in on the IWK 250? Has it been a while, or is this uh, kind of a new thought, or what? No, uh, I was out there with the Pitti Series to two races. And uh, we were planning on going the last two, three years and just never uh, never got to go out and never mind everything else that's going on around the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, the IWK has been shut down for two years, hasn't raced in two years. Last one was 2019. Uh, but yeah. the good part is it's going to go green. 
on the uh, on July the 23rd. And, Dwayne, you're going to fit that field like a glove. Uh, you know the track running your Pinty's car there. I forgot about that aspect of it. But uh, you, you're really going to enjoy that track, I believe, in a late model. Yeah, I'm kind of pumped up to go out. And, uh, uh, we didn't start the year off too good by wrecking our brand-new car at the, on the test at Flamborough. But uh, I hit pretty hard, and I've been sore for a while, and it's just kind of starting to bounce back now. Yeah. Dwayne, that's, uh, you know, it's, we obviously don't want to bring up you know, moments like that, but, but it is a learning moment for, uh, for our listeners. I, I, a lot of people that, that listen to our program are racers, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. it's testing, yeah. testing at the racetrack seems so mundane, whether it's a late model, whether it's a sprint car, whether it be a four cylinder testing is testing. And I've seen guys, I've been at tests before where guys are like, Oh no, I don't need the Hans. I'm just, I'm just testing or, you know, yeah. or we're just busting off a few laps here. You know, I've seen unsafe things happen at tests and whether it like from from a list drivers. Right. So you look at, at you know, testing as, as just something you're just going to knock the rust off. I've done a million laps around this place. I'm by myself. Nothing's ever going to happen. Dwayne Baker. Yeah. Unfortunately, every year we hear about guys like you. And yeah. and the incident that happened at, at Flamborough Speedway. And, and I think we have to talk about it. Um, obviously, uh, you went down into the corner and, and the throttle hung up and, and you didn't just you didn't just hit the wall. You didn't just wreck a race car. You destroyed a race car. And, yeah. and you mentioned it that you've been sore as well. So just kind of tell the, the listeners, you know, what happened. We didn't talk about it a whole lot because it's, it's obviously in testing. And, and you know, we, we mentioned the fact that we were hoping that you were OK when it happened. But but, you know, kind of tell the listeners and, and kind of, you know, Walk everybody through it because I think you're going to be an advocate for uh, for safety from here on out on on test test days. Well, that's for sure. I don't know. I see. I guess maybe the older you get, the more comfortable you get, and you know, pull those belts tight. And, and I never put the Hans on, and uh, I sure wish I did now. Oh, really? So uh, the throttle hung up. What was it that hung the throttle up, or do you know, Dwayne? Well, I burnt my leg opening night, and we put some insulation on the inside, and uh, where the top part of swivel, it was starting to peel back, and it caught the throttle Jeez. on it wide open. Oh, man. Man, that is devastation. And when yeah, you guys are holding the throttle on so long down the straightaways, uh, whether it's a back stretch or front stretch, you're holding it on so long before you're you know, letting it off just a little bit and, you know, working that brake, you do two-footed in that car. So it, it it's a split second. All of a sudden, it's, oh, no, right? Yeah. yeah. It happens fast, especially at Flamborough, because you're charging the corner so hard. So it. Uh, I tried to save it, but... Yeah, yeah. Well, it was a hit. you got that page in your book, Derek Dwayne Baker. You don't need no more of those. Now, uh, the, the, the car you had at sunset speedway though looked to be a rocket yeah it was uh junior built me a brand new car over the winter and uh and that was pretty much the end of it when we test that flamber we were having a few little problems we were trying to get it straightened up before we went to flamborough so that's uh pretty much finished that program and then uh, i hooked up with taylor holdaway for the last couple races and then it was a brand new car and we're just trying to get the bugs out of it. And, uh, 
we kind of got her woke up there Saturday night. We had a really good run. We had a good car. We just needed the caution to win it. That's a really interesting dynamic. And and Taylor Holdaway has obviously uh, been building his program over the years. Um, and, and he's had a very successful limited late model team. You know, he kind of built into pro late models and he started traveling down south. And, um, you know, you think back to, I, I'm going to say, you know, 2018, where he started turning a corner and started the, the rental program, if you will, and, and, and then started, you know, more on the crew side of things. Uh, you know, you think back to last season when Jr. was having his troubles. Um, Jr. ended up in a holdaway car, and that's how he ended up back in Victory Lane. Uh, yeah, was in yeah. a holdaway car, and uh, you know, you look at the program. The he's been very successful with uh, with Connor James, and and uh, as well now, you know, you a, a crafty veteran of late model racing. Uh, what's it like working with Taylor? And, and uh, I know you guys have been friends or, or buddies, if you will, off the racetrack for, for a long time. But you guys, I've, I've watched the 41 put big marks on the side of the 48 before. So what's it like working with them? Oh, it's been awesome so far. We've, uh, we've actually we understand each other, what we want in the car, and, and uh, it seems to be working really good, so. I just hope we go out there and have some fun and we be able to get the run up front. That's exciting. So when are you going to load that 48 into the box, shut the door, and head east? What day is that happening? I think we're leaving uh, Tuesday uh, late afternoon so we can get out there and we uh, use a practice on the Thursday. Well, get ready. Your eyeballs are going to fly out of your head, kid. Uh, I know you were there for Pindy's races. But they don't count compared to an IWK two fifty. You ain't seen a full house until you've seen an IWK and you're about to see one, Dwayne. And uh, yep. that is too cool for school. Uh you're gonna fit that race like a glove. Uh the competitors you're gonna run against you can trust. And uh I say that knowing each one of those guys. I'd be in a race car if I could. Um I, these guys are uh the best you're gonna run against at definitely uh, in that race, the IWK 250 second to none. And I look forward to getting out there and seeing you out there, Dwayne. We're going to have some fun. Yeah, maybe we'll have a couple beers there Friday night. Yeah, that'll be fun. Now, uh, 15 grand to win on my dad, too. They just announced the purse. $15,000 to win, 1600 for last place. That's awesome. Yeah, everything sounds really good. I'm looking forward to going out, and uh, I got to thank uh, a couple of sponsors. Been on with me for a long, long time: Zancor Homes and uh, GD Coats uh, Used Car Superstore. It wasn't without them guys, I wouldn't be able to do anything. So, well, uh, they've helped me out for a long time. You've been doing it a long time, Dwayne, and I know you still got lots of more laps left in you, buddy. And that's the cool part. Thanks so much for the time tonight on Race Time. And uh, load her up, bud. I will see you at the IWK 250. Okay, guys. Thanks for having me on. Good luck, you Dwayne. betcha. Dwayne Baker, number 48. Uh, man, I'll tell you what. To run for $15,000 to win, plus lap money on my dad. Uh, and then you've got, uh, like, all the way back to dead last 1600 bucks. Uh, yeah, it's going to cost you a set of tires, and yeah, you got to drive. Oh yeah. But uh, you know what? They're paying more um, to start dead last than probably what you could re- make running at New Smyrna for speed weeks if you won. Yeah, exactly. 
Dwayne Baker, uh, you know, the, his his nickname around these parts is the bully. Yeah. Dwayne Baker. The bully. And, you know, I've seen him be a bully like twice ever yeah. in a race car. Ever. He's and usually he's, the bear. He's he's such a nice guy. He's yep. like his family, his team. Um, you can't say enough good things about what the Bakers do for motorsports in, in Ontario. Um, you know, I think back to some of the races that I've seen at Barry Speedway, at Sunset Speedway, you know. Uh, he's obviously traveled a little bit, you know, and he's went down south and and uh, he's he, like he went to New Smyrna. He's yep. went to a bunch of races down that way. Uh, I believe went to Nashville. I don't know that for for a fact whether he tried to make a start there and then it rained out or something like that. But I, I know that they went down that way before. Um, you know, just Dwayne Baker, whether it be a super late model, whether it be a super stock, whether it be a crate late model or a limited late model. Um, he's been in them all and had yeah. beautiful equipment in, in every step of the way. Um, I honestly think that, you know, when Gary Elliott went out there and, and made his start, um, he didn't, didn't have the best of the best. Yeah. You know, he was just out there to make a start when J.R. Fitzpatrick went out there, he had the best of the best yep. and he ran right up front. Yep. I think Baker is going to be a very strong contender in that race. And just the way that he drives Sunset Speedway, um, I think there's a lot of similarities between the two and how you attack the corner, how you, how you get off the corner. Um, I think that uh, he's going to be competitive uh, through and through. It, it would, would not surprise me to see him on the left side of the chart all weekend long on the speed chart and, uh, and hats off to him, and I and, uh, can't wish him any more than the best of luck. He is going to have lots of company at the front. I can 100%. guarantee you that. Yep. We're going to hit a break. When we come back, Nick Muncher. The new head director for marketing of Hoosier Tire U.S., Canada, World. We got him. Next, he joins us live. Poor pitiful me, roaming through them trees. Won't you help me out in the North Country? Underneath them pines, in the green plush scenery. From coast to coast, coast to coast, you're listening to Canada to Talks. Canada Talks. Race Dive Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. No one else, only you. Mr. Never Say Die. Your eight-year-old car running like new? That's all you. And your friend, Mr. Transmission. Transmissions, that's their specialty. Over 350 different types, making Mr. Transmission Canada's undisputed transmission and technology expert. Book your free multi-check inspection at your local Mr. Transmission to keep it running smoothly. How long will your car last? As long as you want it to. Thanks to your friend. Hey, Mr. No friend of mine. After two years of silence at Riverside International Speedway, not no more. The IWK 250 Super Weekend is on July 21st through the 23rd. Everything kicks off Thursday night, July 21st, with a popular tailgate party. Then on Friday night, it's the Henry's Auto Pro Sportsman 100 and Legends. 
Then on Saturday, Canada's Ultimate Short Track Race, the IWK 250, July 23rd. Featuring the stars of the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour, plus a pile more from across Canada and the U.S. For camping and tickets, get to riversidespeedway.ca or join us live worldwide on racetimeradio.com. It's the IWK 250 presented by Steve Lewis. July 21st through the 23rd. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Indigenous Nova Scotia. Drivers, start your engines! Welcome back to the track. Live on Race Time Radio. Sirius XM 167. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. Man, this time goes so, so fast. I, I want to welcome in our next guest. Let's get him up on the hotline. He has got a brand new job, and I know absolutely everybody's going to want to hear from this guy. Uh, in charge, the head of marketing for. Uh, who's your tire, U.S.? Uh, he'll be us in Canada. He'll be everywhere. Uh, his name is Nick Moncher, and he joins us on the hotline. What's going on, Nick? How are you? How y'all doing? Uh, we're, we all doing good. How about you all? Oh, doing good. Doing good. Thanks for uh, having me on. Appreciate it. Well, congratulations on the new uh, on the new position, Nick. You're going to do awesome at this job. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, it's a little different than the last couple times I've been on the show. So uh, totally, totally different uh, role and, and position for me than, than normal, but uh, I'm excited. Uh, it was, it's great to, to be joining the uh, Hoosier Racing Tire family and, and heading up their marketing department and you know look to expand all over the, not only the country down here in the States, but in Canada, Europe, everywhere. You know, Nick, uh, it, it's kind of cool. Uh, it, for those that don't know, I do know you, uh, and I've known Nick Moncher. All the way back when he was with Joey Coulter, uh, back in the ARCA days. Uh, and then I've known Nick ever since he's uh, co-hosted Race Time Radio down at Daytona. And uh, we got a long history, so to speak. But, Nick, uh, the cool part that I can see with this position uh, and you is the experience you're going to be able to bring to the table. Um, I, I know I put a tweet out earlier. I said, this guy does truly go. From the high banks of Daytona to the short tracks, dirt and asphalt, uh, Nick, you have experienced all of those, and uh, you know everything from the top rank of the sport all the way to the guy that's starting out in uh, you know on a thunderstock somewhere, be it dirt or asphalt. You'll have a good idea of the product lineup that Hoosier Tire offers, and you know that's always critical. It doesn't matter whether you're a sales guy, a marketing guy, or what you are. If you work for the company, you should know the product. Yeah, I think, you know, you definitely hit that nail right on the head. It's, it's all about knowing the product. And, you know, there's always going to be people coming into to different positions and different jobs and industries where they may not, you know, know everything right off the bat. And I certainly don't know everything, but I, I do feel like I have a foot forward. And, you know, having run on Hoosier Tires before, you know, having having visited Victory Lane on Hoosier Tires before, and, um, you know, there's there's a lot of, a lot of uh, different tires, you know, that I've never even touched in the Hoosier family. You know, we make over a thousand different SKUs of tires, which a lot of people don't realize. But 
um, you know, I, I've spent a, a considerable amount of time on, on the dirt oval side and uh, on the asphalt oval side. Um, so, you know, I, I've worked on them. I've been a tire guy before. You know, I, I, I know how to, to, to measure that stagger tape and set the pressures and things like that. So I, I agree with you. You know, that definitely gives me a head start. But, you know, still still learning curve. You know, there's there's a lot going on. There's, you know, all the way down to the circuit and the rally cross and the dirt bikes and the, the ATV and off-road and drag racing. You know, there's so much that, you know, I've only ever dabbled with or never even been a part of before. So I'm really looking forward to learning it, being able to grow it, and to, to grow the brand. It's such a historic brand. And you're going to be a perfect fit. Uh, I know you're going to get up in the morning. Your heart's going to be beating a mile a minute uh, just uh, to see what the day's going to bring. And that's the cool part, Nick. We all want to do that in life. And I know that's what this job's going to do for you because you're going to love doing what you do. And when you do... Look out! The rest is history. It doesn't it's not work anymore? Uh, it's uh, it's more than that. There's a whole pride factor that sets in. Uh, Nick, there's no doubt. COVID has played, uh, you know, a, a rough deal for everybody. And we've heard horror stories, whether it be American Racer tires or Here's Your Tires or Goodyear tires, all of the above. How are things currently today? Uh, I know you just stepped into the factory. But how is the sentiment now uh, for uh, the tire industry and with Hoosier specifically? How are things looking for today, tomorrow, and uh, the rest of the season? Yeah, I'm only uh, I'm looking at day five tomorrow when I go in, so not uh, 100% you know versed in, in everything that's going on yet internally. But you know what I can say is we just like everybody else, no matter what what facet, um, you know what industry, whatever it may be was affected. You know, we were affected by COVID. We were affected by, you know, the current inflation and, and the current economics. Like, it, it's affected everybody across the board, whether it be the supply chain or labor. You know, everybody's fighting it. So um, I feel like, you know, from from what I do know, we are in a good position. Uh, obviously, we have not met all of our, our deadlines and all of our demand that all of our, you know, great distributors and fans and, and racers have put in for us because it's been through the roof, honestly. It's just been crazy high, the demand. So, um, you know, we are fighting through it. We are working on it. And, uh, you know, their, their goal, our goal at Hoosier is to be able to, to supply tires and, you know, um, be able to, to supply for all these big races and, and all the way down to the, the small races and, and the tracks. And it's just to, to figure out how we can do that. You know, right now, the, our biggest challenge is labor, um, trying to, to, to get quality men and women into our, our factory. And, you know, we build all of our tires in. Plymouth, Indiana. So everything, you know, whether it goes to UK or Germany or Canada or Mexico or anywhere in the States, it's built in Plymouth, Indiana. So, you know, we, we take a lot of pride in that and um, it's just trying to, you know, continually boost that uh, employee um, number there in Plymouth and, and be able to, to boost our labor number and get those tires out. And I know our sales guy and our, our sales guys and our um, manufacturing team are working really hard on it and you know, there's still going to be struggles. We'll, we'll struggle, I guarantee it, for the next couple months, just like everybody else. But we're working to get through it and getting, you know, numbers back to where they need to be and to be able to, to have that supply chain back open fully to our distributors and, and to the racers and the fans alike. Yeah, and who isn't struggling, right? I know, uh, you know, at different places, even even at the local racetrack level, they're struggling right now for fans. Uh, gas is, uh, you know, up, uh, inflation is up, and it's hard to you know, be able to part with the money to go to the Speedway. So uh, there's challenges all the way around. But uh, if, if I know anything, bud, in this industry, 
we are uh, we're, we're built on fighters. The strong are going to survive, and the weak are going to fall, and uh, that's just going to make the stronger strong, and it's going to be uh, quite a future, I can well imagine. Uh, when it comes time for uh, looking at growth, Nick, um, and, and like you say, you've only been in the factory 10 days. You've only had your office there for for five days, sorry, not 10 days, only five days. Uh, what is the, uh, the, like, sort of the vision that you can see uh, on, you know, where do you want to grow or do you got a learning curve to do first before you sort of chart a map or what's the situation there? Well, I definitely think there's a learning curve, obviously. You know, I'm, I'm not jumping in knowing everything and I don't want to pretend to know everything or be the smartest guy in the room, but there's definitely a lot of growth opportunities for Hoosier, and, uh, you know, we've, we've been looking at all of that, even just in my few short days, and obviously, you know, they had a game plan before me of where they wanted to go and grow, and, you know, there's there's a lot to still grow in the States. There's a lot of segments. Um, you know, we have a pretty good grasp on, on dirt oval and, and dirt asphalt, but we can still grow those, but, you know, there, there's things like rallycross and drifting and, and motocross and ATV racing, off-road racing, and, and drag racing, you know, we want to grow all those even more. Um, and, you know, want to grow our presence in Mexico more, grow our presence in Canada more. And, you know, we, we have a good presence there, but, you know, how do we grow it even bigger? And like I said, and, and we're providing, you know, tires to, to Europe over there. You know, we, we make tires for the NASCAR European series and several other series over there. You know, how do we, how do we grow on that? How do we, you know, build ourselves and kind of run off of, what we've always done, but, you know, grow on, you know, the Continental image, name and image, because Continental bought Hoosier Tire uh, in 2016, and, you know, how do we grow with them to be, you know, worldwide even more so than we already are? We're with Nick Monster. He is the head marketing director for Hoosier Tire uh, down in the U.S., uh, and he's going to represent everyone, like, uh, all the way across the, the globe, so to speak. Uh, Nick, I could tell you a true story when you mentioned that all the tires are made in uh, Indiana. Uh, that is really cool news. Back when I owned Sobel Speedway 100 moons ago, uh, our, our, I had my late model guys running on a treaded Goodyear tire. And they were an 8-inch uh, Goodyear tire. And, uh, you know, the first year or year or two that I had the Speedway, those tires seemed to work pretty good on those cars. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, you know, we went into like year three, I believe, and uh, I had teams coming over to me saying, hey, what, something's changed with these tires. And I said, no, guys, I, I buy them from the same place. Everything's the same. And they said, no, 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 no. Listen to me. Something's changed with the tires. They're not doing what they did last year. And I thought, ah, it's just the race teams. They change cars. Everything's changed on their car. Now they're blaming the tire. Only problem was I had like 10 or 12 teams coming to me. So I thought, okay, well, I've got to take a serious look at this. So I made a couple phone calls. I called Goodyear, and I asked the question. I said, hey, what's the difference with these tires? Something's changed with these tires. No, 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 nothing's changed. I said, no, 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 come on. you got to tell me something has changed with these tires. i got way too many teams coming to me saying something's up. And the guy fessed up finally, and he said, yeah, well, those tires that you got were made in Chile. I said, oh, they were made in Chile, and... Uh, it, 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 what was happening was when they get a, a heat cycle or two into them, Nick, the sidewalls would actually go blue, and those tires would go hard as a stone, and they wouldn't change. You could run those tires, I don't know, for five years, and they wouldn't change. But they turned to a stone, and you no longer would grip the speedway, and that's what they were running into. So 
at that particular point in time, I actually contacted Hoosier Tire, and I pulled out the 8-inch slick tire. Uh, we did a tire test. Uh, we got, uh, I believe I had 12 tires. I had three cars, three of my hottest late model guys, and uh, we put those tires on. I made them run 10 lap sets, 30 lap sets, 50 lap sets, and I charted everything, durometer, the tire. Did a full tire test, like a legitimate tire test. And honestly, the 8-inch Hoosier Slick changed not only their lives, but mine as well. I had more cars. I had less tire bills. The guys had less tire bills. And I had happier racers at the end of it. That, my friend, is a true, true story and a testament to what Hoosier Tire is all about. Um, the, the infrastructure that you guys got there, I know dealing with Doug Barnes back in the day, uh, I would see Doug down at Daytona. I wouldn't deal with Doug, so to speak, but I got to meet him at Daytona at the hospitality tent and uh, did that, I don't know, five, six years while I was down there covering Daytona. And, uh, just a tremendous group of people all the way back to Newt. I actually met him, uh, and I feel honored that I did. And Hoosier Tire has always had a soft spot. I've always had a soft spot for Hoosier. Uh, you guys make a wicked tire, and... Uh, my friend, you are going to make a wicked job at the top promoting them. Well, I appreciate that, and you know, I, I appreciate the story. And you know, just in my short time, I, I've heard a lot of those stories already. And you know, and it, it's a testament to how Hoosier became the largest race tire manufacturer in the world. You know, we have a whole R and D section. You know, in Plymouth, Indiana, we have engineers on staff. We we do tire tests at all the different levels. And we will send people out to do tire tests with the tracks, and just like you, you know, you did your own. And we we control all of our production. We you know we control of all of our mixing of all the materials, and you know we have our own test wheel, 300 mile an hour test wheel that are in the facility. And you know it there's there's just a lot into it that I, most people probably don't realize. And you know we also have an office in Lakeville, Indiana, where we store and cure all of our tires. And, you know, it's just, it's very hands-on. It's all within 20 minutes of each other. You know, a Hoosier tire has, it literally is part of a Hoosier, you know, the Hoosiers are touching it of Indiana, and, you know, it's going out as soon as it's done. So uh, I, I like that story. I appreciate that story. And, you know, I look to, to grow onto that story for more people. Well, I know we got, uh, we, we got lots more to talk about, but uh, I do want to get to something on a personal level. Uh, you're getting married, my friend. Congratulations. Uh uh, Thank you. You, uh, you're a lucky guy. Chelsea looks awesome. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, uh, I definitely outpunted my coverage on, on that one. See, uh, she's a she's a great one. Uh, truly lucky and blessed to have her in, in my life. And uh, you know, I, I had to take some some wisdom from Joe Junior there and actually, you know, get down on one one knee and uh, you know bite the bullet, as he would always say. Well, I always, I, I did pour the pressure on you pretty good with that one. <laughs> I. I uh, I, I made sure to make every situation possible uncomfortable. So um, uh, <laughs> when are you going to pop the question, Nick? When are you going to do it? Yeah. You just do it. Yeah, Why I haven't you popped the question that on the first day. So. Yeah, actually, you know, it was. He's been the... bugging me for three years. And... <laughs> Pretty cool but, when your vision comes hey, true. I, I am the virtual best man, just so everybody knows. I'm <laughs> the virtual true. best man of this wedding. Um, I, uh, I'm not allowed to go to the United States, but I am allowed to uh, Skype. So, uh, haha. Well, maybe after Tuesday, Donald will truly be gone and you might be able to go back down. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Too funny. We had to get, we had to get Junior involved somehow, so we, we didn't want him to be left out because he was a big, 
big part of it from the day one. So he's <laughs> virtual best man for now. That's right. Incredible. That's right. Have you seen Joey Coulter around at all? Have you been talking to Joey? Yeah, I still talk to Joey. Still keep in contact with him and Harold Holly and, and um, Joey's dad, Joe Senior. And uh, you know they were they were a great family. I mean, we, I've been on here talking to you guys about him before, and, and one of the best that I got a chance to work with. And Joey's been running the Smart Modified Tour, um, and kind of taking a step back from the uh, dirt late model racing. So he actually got the win the other night. Uh, I think it was a Caraway Speedway big win in the Smart Modified with Harold Holly as his crew chief. And uh, actually just talked to him the other day, congratulated him on that, and you know he just kind of let me know he's he's moving again. They were you know, nice. Florida to North Carolina to Texas. Now they're going back to Florida. So, and they're kind of uh, he and his wife and their children are all over the place. So, but it's it's cool to stay in contact with them. I mean, I try to stay in contact with everybody. You know, I actually talked to Austin Hill after he won in Atlanta. Get his got his hometown win yesterday. So that was really cool because I remember going there with him in the trucks and him just looking at the grandstands, and be like, man, if I could just win at my home track. So it was, it was <laughs> cool to see him do that yesterday and be able to talk to him. And uh, yeah, I like to I like to keep keep in contact with all those guys. Well, you've been in touch with a lot. You've worked with a lot of great names in this sport. And, uh, Nick, uh, you, you've always been a guy that, uh, you know, has carved out time for these two crazy Canadians up here, too, and we surely appreciate it. Uh, are you going to be getting out uh, with your Hoosier Tire uh, sweater on, your shirt on? Are you going to get out in the trenches and get dirty? Are you thinking ahead and do a short track or maybe to a big NASCAR track or what what's the plan for you here forward? So still trying to map all that out. Um, you know, I got I got my purple shirts this past week, so I'm I'm good to go there and uh got the got a chance to go to the Plymouth facility and actually you know, be hands on and see how the tires are made and watch all that process and last week, late last week, so that was really cool just because, you know I'd had the opportunities in the years past and just never got a chance to do it as we were traveling through. So to be able to see that and just realize how much goes into it and how hands-on it really is. It's not like a commercial tire being produced at all, you know, in, in batches of thousands. Um, you know, this is very hands-on, one-on-one with the tire and, and the, the people building them. But I think, uh, you know, definitely probably probably hit some bigger events throughout the year this year, just kind of cap the year off. Um, definitely will be at, like, you know, PRI show, the SEMA show, things like that. And uh, just kind of look to map out 2023 and, and see – you know, where, where I can go, where we're needed, and, you know, where we can kind of promote and, and grow grow Hoosier racing and grow the sport of racing together, you know, no matter what series it is. Well, yeah, we're all in this together. doesn't matter whether you're in a car, in the stands, or in the media, or building the tires, or making the fuel, uh, or anything else that's connected to the sport. Uh, we are one after, when you stand back and take a look at it, we are one, uh, and we got to grow this thing all together, but... Uh, Nick, this has been great catching up with you tonight here on the show. Uh, what do you say we let you do a bunch more learning and get your way all uh, sort of pay, uh, you know, sort of laid out? Uh, get the wedding done, and uh, then then we get you back on the show, and we're gonna pick your brain and really really put the hard questions to you. Sound good? Yeah, that sounds great. So I mean, Joe Junior is gonna start hounding me when I'm on the show next time, and just you know, make me a try to stumble all That's, over the place well see I've, I've been very nice to you on this one because you're been very you're, quiet today I'm well, you've been you've been you know you're a rookie with the job and i don't want to stump you you know that's just what it is i don't want to put the hard questions to you you know you you're just walking through the door and and uh you know i i, I thought i'd be nice to you well, i'm the smart friend I'm, I'm glad i'm glad it's it's on serious xm now everybody heard it 
He's just trying to be nice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just trying to be nice. And we'll have to be nice, and we'll have to, we'll have to send you some swag so we can get rid of that thing that's over your, your right shoulder there on the wall. And get a, a new logo put up. So. Oh, you happen to notice the old Goodyear sign. That's a 1954 <laughs> sign. And I, trust me, it's a long time before my day. I know I'm old, but I ain't that old. But we'd love to have Hoosier Tire up there. We could make that happen, Nick. Oh, I, I look forward to it. And uh, well, I guess it's from the 50s. It's okay because it's, it's a historic relic then. But we uh, maybe we can put some purple in the studio there and Get Joey there to wear some purple and, and looking good. So that's right. That's right. Yeah, you're good, Nick. I can't wait. Uh, you're going to fit this job like a glove. Do me a favor when you see Doug Barnes, say hey for me and uh, buy him a coffee. Tell him it's on me, and then I'll pay you back when I get down there. As long <laughs> as tell him he's got to make sure he's got Indiana Pepsi in the display at Daytona. Indiana Pepsi. Okay, I got it. It's got to be Indiana Pepsi. That's the closest to Ontario Pepsi. That you can find, because if they pick it up in Florida, I can taste the difference. <laughs> Spoken like a true addict. I mean, fan. A fan. Yes, a fan of yes, yeah, you are addict. correct. Yeah. Nick Monster, thanks so much for the time. Uh, you can check him out. Who's your tire? Uh, and Nick, you got your own handle too, right? Uh, yeah, I'm on, I'm on Twitter. Just my name, Nick Monster, and I speak for Nick. And uh, and all the other social media is the same, just my, just my name, so... I'm sure I'll uh, have a bombardment of, of people asking questions, and I look forward to you know, interacting with all the fans going forward. Sounds good, Nick. You take it easy. Say hi to Chelsea, and uh, we will be in touch, my friend. I'll do. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Nick Moncher, who's your tire? Uh, he's going to do a great job in that role. Trust me when I say this guy has been professional at every single level, Junior. You know you know Nick as well as I do. Yeah, yes, for sure. But, he's, uh, he's, he gets the job done. And, oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, he's uh, he's been a part of the sport for a long time. He's got great connections, and and uh, obviously, you know, I was really surprised that the I know that Hoosier Tire is what it is, and you know, it's it's a brand that we've known for years. But um, you know, all the different facets that they're in, I didn't know that they were in dirt bike tires, and you no. know, four like, four Neither wheeler tires, I. and rally cross, and the list goes on and on. When you go on their website, yeah. you can take a look at it, but. Uh, uh, definitely, uh, you know, and, and a lot of people are going to be like, we just had a Hoosier rep on. Why didn't we grill him harder about the uh, about the shortages that are out there? He right? just started. He just started. And he's um, in marketing. And, and, and He's not into manufacturing. Exactly. But but he's the type of guy that, that will get those answers and, and, and put it out there. And you know? get us and, in touch with the right people, right? Get us in right? touch with the right people. Sure. And, um, you know, just so everybody knows, uh, you know, he is he is that type of guy. And um, not that he's going to go in there and fix the entire supply chain of the United States of America. Um, not but, all at once, but, but he can work on it. Exactly. And, uh, you know, it, it'll be really interesting to uh, to see his in, involvement and, and to hear the uh, the different levels of feedback and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, no, hats off to him. He's a really good buddy of ours, and, and uh, he can uh, definitely get the job done. That's the end of it for tonight here on Race Time Radio. Junior and I are plumb done out of time. Got to give it back to Sirius XM in Toronto. Got to thank Sue here. Got to thank Scotty there. Got to thank you there. Have a good one, everybody. Catch you next Sunday at 7. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio.
Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent. 